Running with the devil. Yesterday was actually the late great Eddie Van Halen's birthday. Because he died a couple of years ago. You know, it's funny. Of all the things we do on this show, great interviews and all the stuff we do, I'm always constantly being complimented on the musical selections, which we share, me and Lou Rufino. I remember when Imus used to ask his listeners, what are your five favorite songs? And anytime we'd put them on, he would pick one of those five songs to introduce the guest. So I just asked the great Curtis Sliwa, 12, 15 to 1 every weekday, all weekend long, a legitimate legend, icon, all those things. I said, what song do you want? And he chose that one, Running With The Devil, which is a great song by Van Halen. But, of course, he's going to find a way to attach the satanic title no. to me. No, no, I'm well, going to say Eddie Van Halen. He was God, remember. A uh, guy like Andrew Giuliani, the ultimate white boy playing hacky sack and air <laughs> guitar, right? Every every white boy wanted to be Eddie Van Halen. Well, not just because of the rock and roll, but let's not forget, he married a very young and gorgeous Valerie Bertinelli from One Day at a Time. At, at the risk of cutting you off on your own show, Sid, you said radio legend, you said icon, but what you didn't say is Ratsar, because he'll never be the Ratsar. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing uh, you didn't uh, say. I know, you were so excited. You want to play that quickly, uh, Lewis? Uh, Eric Adams, I believe it's cut number... Let's get to that right off the bat before you get to the Chris Cuomo stuff. Cut number is seven. It took Curtis about 15 seconds to text me <laughs> to tell me that my friend the mayor mentioned Curtis in the State of the City speech. Cut number seven, Eric Adams does, unprovoked, bring up the great Curtis Sliwa. Hiring our new Red Czar, and it won't be Curtis Sliwa. All right, stop it right we'll there. Be just- so it ain't going to be you. Uh, you're, you're like, he's kind of kidding, but you're really upset about that. You're- well, let's face it. What has he done? <laughs> I mean, there are rats everywhere. I'm going over to the Chelsea projects where the Wayans brothers grew up, you know, in Living Color, yep, yep. Fly Girls. There's rats everywhere there. The rats are so big, he's done nothing. He's got rats on his own block in Brooklyn. We had to go and clean up the block, right? Garbage everywhere, rats everywhere. And then he tells me, hey, get the F off my property, right? What an ungrateful SOB. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You know, it wasn't as if you were there to really help him. You were making a mockery of the whole thing. No, no, no. no. You hey. tried to embarrass my friend, the mayor. Go, he go wasn't going to take that Come from on. You. you guys ride the subways, right? Yeah, I was Tell all this me. morning. You, you hear about the customer service uh, that is getting better and better oh, by the, uh, by the survey. To Sid, two, yeah. You know, let's face it. Two-stop Sid, we call it, who gets his NYPD escort from wherever he's staying to the studio back to wherever he's staying it's from like, the studio. You're not even kidding. Like the other day I said, I took the train a quarter to five. I did it again this morning, the sixth train. It is two stops, 33rd Street to 51st Street. And I saw four cops going home every day about 1130 in the morning, 42nd Street. I see six to eight cops. And you were dead serious. Yeah, that's your security. You think the mayor provides me with a Absolutely. Are you nuts? You're his propaganda minister, right? (laughs) You're the most important person he has. You're a cracker who actually repeats everything he says. By the way, this Sunday will be the 50th year, right? 50th year we will set an all-time record of not having any snow. And that's because Eric Adams hates white people. When those snowflakes on Wednesday were falling, right, they hit the ground in terrain. Because he hates white people. You know he hates those So even the white snow is scared? Is that what you're saying? It turns to rain. Imagine this is the only time in 50 years we've never had snow by Sunday. And you really believe that that goes back to Mayor Eric Adams? Of course. The snowflakes are white. (laughs) You say, man, we got to dissipate. This guy hates crackers. Wait a second. Uh, My dear friends, two of them, they love you. 
Frank and Anthony Corona. Oh, Last right I checked, they're white. They're white. They love the mayor. I'm white. The mayor loves me. Hey, well, look. you're very tan, I would say. You're not, <laughs> you're not that tan, white. Yes, yes. Let's face it. You know, you, you call the mayor hey, my bro. What I the do. hell is this my bro stuff? No, it's funny stuff. you say that. No, because look, look. It's funny you say that because I want you to read this just uh, to emphasize Curtis's point. This was a text sent to me at exactly my bro. 10.01 p.m. last night. What does it say? The very bottom text. Oh, let's see. Uh, good job today, brother. My brother. <laughs> <laughs> that was 10 o'clock last Excuse night. Me. The mayor's response to my You brothers. are the Caucasian persuasion. You are the snow bro. You are not a brother. I'm not? No. Check your melanin at the door. Even though you go to the tanning salon, you will never be now, a brother. Well, hold on a second. I'm much closer to a brother than you are. You know why? I am married, and you both know Danielle very well, gorgeous, gorgeous girl. She is a product of intermarriage. Her father was legitimately black. So my wife and my kids are part black. Don't tell me I'm not a brother. Have you ever married a black woman? Your mother mother feels like she got impaled with a menorah. You're an Ashkenazi. (laughs) Now you want to be a Sephardic, right? All of a sudden he's saying his complexion. What is wrong with you? And by the way, speaking of that, because I'm more black than you based on that definition. My first wife was black. So let's go through this partner routine where Frank Morano was kissing you on both cheeks of your tuchus. You said, Frank Morano, the number one overnight host. Yes. Excuse me, did you I, look at the ratings? I blew past them a long time but ago. But you're on the weekend. Doesn't matter. You know the ratings for me are higher than they are for Frank. Okay, okay. So here's what I'll do for you because I did mention you right after and say those are the two most talented guys we've got here. So if it makes you happier, because it's fair, I'll put you number one and Frank number two. And number two, Frank yeah. said, oh, a city's the best in working with partners. Right. I've had 10 radio partners <laughs> and I've had five wives. You want to match? Match me on that? This is like five card draw poker. You want to match me no, on no, that? No, but, but here's the difference. Your ten radio partners, including Ron Kuby, all hate your guts, and every one of your wives you've divorced. I have the same wife for 31 years. My last partner died loving me. That's the difference. Everybody hates you when it's over. Wives and partners, nobody hates me. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me, Sid Rosenberg. Have you looked at your thread lately? <laughs> A lot of your listeners are sellouts. Oh, Come on, you know that, Sid. And by the way, uh, let's bring up this uh, whole idea of you and Fredo. Chris Cuomo. Right. Now, were you the first one to dub him Fredo? Was that true? Yes. You were the very, very first one. Very, very first one. And, in fact, I had him in an interview uh, when I was at AM 970, uh, where I'll never get back four years that I lost in my life <laughs> over there. They're like four people listening to that station. So I had uh, Fredo on, Chris Cuomo. And I'm calling him all through the interview. You hear him laughing. I'm calling him Fredo. And he's laughing. I got, uh, look, do you have the cut? Hey, do we have, yeah, you should have a cut, cut here. I got to find it. Oh, oh my God. I want to play that. Now, now, did you set it up by saying anything, or you just called him Fredo out of the blue? Did you say, you know, it's reminiscent? Como Nostra. I call them Como Nostra. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's brilliant. That's right. Como yeah. Nostra, like, right? You know, because they object. Uh, they even they won't acknowledge organized crime, right? Como Nostra. Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, I call him Fredo, and he was laughing at that. Now, what do you think about this bare-knuckle boxing match between Sid and... Oh, come on. What do you come think? on. He's a pretty boy. Fredo? He lives out, what, in Southampton there? 
Are you kidding? <laughs> these guys are not tough guys. You got in these guys. You pluralize that. That means oh, me well, and Chris. Well, no, no. Because, you know, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew Ivalais Como, King Como the second, the son no. of Mario Facha Bruta Como, King Como the first. <laughs> I, I'd be more than happy we could have like a double header. I'll get in with Andrew because he's bigger than Chris and right. I'm bigger than you, Sid. Right. And the only thing is, um, Andrew would have to take those nipple rings out. Oh, you know, with the, the Como you go right sexuals. That's the first move. Exactly. Right Hit him right there. Yeah. Bang. You know who's yeah. in the middle of this whole mess is Bo Deedle. I didn't realize that Bo talks to Chris too. So I'm on the phone yesterday with Bo Deedle and Mike Ruggiero and Chris Cuomo. Bo contends. Chris is a very, very tough guy. But let's go all the way back to way back when. I didn't realize this till yesterday that it was, in fact, the great Curtis Sliwa yep. who initially dubbed Chris Cuomo Fredo. Let's play that audio, Lewis. Boy, see, I've dubbed it La Cuomo Nostra. Uh, that there is a there is a group of people of politicos who always hint that they might run but don't necessarily plunge all the way, and they are members of La Cuoma Nostra. So who am I then, Fredo? Yes, exactly. So you better be careful that they that your brother Andrew doesn't kiss you on both cheeks, and then all of a sudden they take you out into the middle of the lake, and then where's Chris? He kisses me plenty, but because he's a great big brother, I think that in fairness. Uh, to Andrew and really anybody who comes from a family of service, I think you got to judge everybody individually. Wow, he actually was he the one it. who brought up Fredo. Yeah, Chris. And so, by the way, uh, you Andrew, you have to change your first name because <laughs> so many said times time I've time said uh, Andrew Cuomo. Oh, Andrew Julie, you got to change your first name. <laughs> you know, that's what I said during debates. I said, "Hey, look, the truth is, how is it being in the Republican field with a name like Andrew?" When they ask, think of this. Think of this. Remember he went to Shelter Island with all those hipsters and millennials, and this guy called him Fredo, and he oh, yeah. knocked you. Meantime, you know, I'm the tough guy, right? He voluntarily calls himself Fredo and laughs about it, as I call La Cuomo Nostra. I mean, so you see, he's not a tough guy. No, he's also stupid. Uh, <laughs> and, and again, during this whole text fight, which has now lasted three days, he goes in and out. Like, at one point he said to me, you're really great at what you do. And then he'll curse me out, and then he'll he'll say that I threatened him, which, of course, I've never done. I don't care, but I've never done that. So long story short, I gave the whole story and every text message to our dear friend Cindy Adams because uh, Cuomo was threatening last night to take this to the press to set up this major fight. And I said, you may want to be careful. I've got every text, which includes right at the very beginning of a conversation, you saying, to me, you're lucky I don't grab you by your neck because of what you said about my brother. And I said, I don't apologize. I'll say it again. Your brother's an epping disgrace, and that's just the way it is. So he seems to think that for some reason that I threatened him when I've got text messages, which now Cindy Adams has. Get I warn you. Get I warn you, first of all. The Cuomo's never do their dirty work, right? So who does it? They hide behind Joe Pococo. He just finished doing six years in federal prison. Is Joe he part of that whole Buffalo Billions thing? He, yes, yep. he is uh, the leg breaker. He is the wartime consigliere. He just did six years in federal prison. He swings a mean Louisville slugger with Rocky <laughs> Calavito's autograph on it. And so he, he'll roll up in his muscle car, his GTO, he'll open the trunk, and he'll say to you, uh, which way do you prefer to go? Which, which Louisville slugger? Should I knock your head off your shoulders and then make your kneecaps sing and ring like it was a slot machine in Atlantic Come City? Come on. 
This guy's Still? a thug. Yes. No, I know he's a thug. In fact, why is he in jail and not in? Well, let me tell you. He just got out of jail, and they're all at the Como compound in Southampton stirring the marinara sauce, and they've hit the mattresses. <laughs> Come on. Don't you understand? <laughs> this is like Michael Corleone and Andrew really, Cuomo. It really is, right? There's no doubt. So that's so, why Chris Cuomo talks like such a tough guy, because he actually fancies himself as Sonny. Yeah, it's Sonny, hothead. It's yeah. Sonny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, Sid. Come on, come on, come on, Sid. And you know what? We could set them up. You know, they don't have that toll booth any longer at Jones yeah, Beach, but right. we could set them up, Sid. I'll lure them in there. No, listen, I've decided. Wait, wait a second. Hold on a second. The Gemini yeah. Lounge is coming out, that and is... all those guys that I grew up with would easily have said, you're damn right, we'll show up there with our Tommy guns and yeah. we'll take them out. <laughs> they're all dead, all those guys, and uh, we will do well, that screening. they're not all dead. Some of them are doing triple oh. life without parole. The guys that, that I taught stickball to, right, Joey Test and Anthony Centaur, the Gemini Lounge twins. Oh, they're still alive. Patty's dead, though, obviously. Yeah, no, they write yeah. me letters. Hey, can you write to the parole board? I said, yeah. lose lose my address, will you please? We're actually going to have the screening for that movie coming up February the 13th. And in I'm New not York invited. City. I knew no. all these guys, and I'm not You're invited. Not invited. You're invited to the red carpet premiere. Oh, Only family carpet. is invited to the screening. Oh, Only wait, 80 wait, people. Wait, wait, which family? The Gambinos or the Lucas? Because, <laughs> you know, they went back and forth, you know. Yeah, it's my friend Danny A. will join us next week to talk about the movie. But uh, getting back to uh, Cuomo for a second, I've decided that the more I talk about this, even though you're hilarious, this has been a great, great segment, he's getting what he wants. He's become so irrelevant, nobody watches him, that News Nation channel is really an embarrassment. He's desperate, desperate to attach himself to somebody who's a big guy listen, in this listen, city. Listen. Yeah, this yeah, is you clear. Know, you know this. Uh, you grew up wanting to be an Italian stallion in the worst way. Yes. yes you get true. somebody like Chris Cuomo in the ring. You hit him one time in the schnoz. Uh, Italian guys, Jewish guys, you hit him in the schnoz. The, <laughs> notch, the, the, the nose starts to bleed. Their beak starts to bleed. Oh! He's a mama Luke. Here we go, Matilda. <laughs> Matilda, where's Matilda? Come on, you know that, Sid. I know, I know. One shot right in the schnoz. And he'll bust open and he'll be crying like a little mama Luke that he is. So you want me to do this? You want I'll me to... tell you what. How yeah. about this? For the charity for Bernard McGurk, prostate yeah. cancer awareness. Right. He's got to yeah. get, though, somebody to put up a million bucks. Because we know John John Katsimatidis, a million bucks is like tip money for John Katsimatidis. <laughs> He's a billionaire. Well, I'm not all about that. I mean, <laughs> well, wait a second. What about all the money that his brother Andrew Evilides Cuomo got from that book? $5.1 million. Funny you say that when he texted me yesterday, have your boss, John Katz, which, by the way, he spelt it K-A-T-Z like a Jewish deli, this moron. Uh, <laughs> I said, why is Katsimatidis for a million when your brother stole $5 million writing a book about how to kill people in New York? Of course, you didn't answer that. No, no, hold on a second. He yeah. spelled it, what, K-A-T-Z? Yeah, like a Jewish devil. It's another nightmare <laughs> I have. That's one of the, what, how many, five wives? Hold on a second. Cats, that's a, oh, God. You, you did that on purpose, Sid. You slipped me a Mickey there. That's funny. I know that. You did that on purpose, right? That oh is funny. God. By the way, he takes her on all the time. He's, he's trying to get her on elected day. He's trying to cause me a problem. And I got to visit my two kids, uh, Hunter and Carter. This is Sid. Well, what are you doing in my life, Sid? <laughs> and then you're elevating the other Mama Luke, Frank Morano. Number one overnight. Oh, no, no. I'm number one overnight. Remember that, Sid. I'm number two at WABC, way behind you. But I'm going to catch you no matter how long it takes. Two Fair of the enough. best in radio history, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you for that. Two of the best. Thank you. That is uh, the great Curtis Lee with 1215 to 1 every day. Don't miss his great Sid's wrap-up. 
12.45 every weekday afternoon. And then, of course, he does only overnights all weekend long. A legitimate icon and legend. I believe one of the greatest voices in New York radio history. I do mean that. The great Curtis. Come on out, you mama Luke. <laughs> A lot more.